It's Operation Babble with Mike Shrews. It's pop culture, music, movies, TV too. It's time to explore life. It's Operation Babble time. Echo, 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 echo. All right, guys, welcome back to Operation Babble. This is episode 51. We were past episode 50. And today I have with me again Austin Mosier. Austin. How's it going, guys? And uh, we are going to be going over our top five um, 2019 movies. I thought about doing like a top 10 for the decade. But that's just way too many damn movies to look into. <laughs> Ten years worth of movies. I just I, I couldn't do that to myself. I, I'm not even sure I have a whole top five right now. But I hope you do. I, I have a top ten for this year. Okay. I didn't I also didn't do a, a whole decade. So <laughs> <laughs> What is that? That's my cat. Oh, that's a cat. I thought, I thought it was someone screaming in the back. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so to get this started off, what we usually do whenever I do like lists and things like that, we'll go like one, one, two, two, you know, back and forth. Um, do we do we start from one we'll or do we start? For, from we'll, five? we'll start from five. I think right. that should work better. That way, it builds up to number one. And then if you know we're the same on that number, cool. If we're not, um, doesn't matter. Uh, then we can discuss, break down what we like the most or what uh, what not of it. If we have like one, say if if for some reason it's one we've already discussed or anything on the podcast, then we can just be like, yeah, go check out that other freaking podcast <laughs> and listen to it. Uh, yeah, I have a I have a guess that at least two of them we've discussed on <laughs> on, on our on podcasts. All right. Yeah. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen. Our top five of 2019 for movies only, and they had to be in 2019 and something that we actually watched because there's a bunch of shit out there that I did not watch that I kind of really want to still, like uh, Knives Out. I haven't even seen that, but I heard you just watched it. I went last night. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? I loved it. It's yeah. actually, I'm. I guess I got started. Okay. It's actually my number five. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. But- I right. thought that uh, I thought that movie was amazing. I thought I've loved Ryan Johnson for a long time. Like I liked Brick a lot, mm-hmm. back in, you know, in that, and I I'm gonna be a, a defender. I actually really like Last Jedi, so don't. Oh, uh, there go all of our that, viewers but, now. <laughs> but uh, um, and in this, I, I think that he's just really good at subverting genre. He's a he he, he has a very uh, reverent like view of genre i think because he he does things but he does things new with the genre he's not yeah. just like a like maybe like an eli roth or um robert rodriguez where they also kind of revel in their genre but they do more this is i'm gonna do it almost exactly like they would have done it then yeah but ryan johnson does it like he makes like the old genres feel new like who knew that you could do a whodunit and make it feel different than like the million like Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes mm. kind of things. But it does. It feels very new and fresh and like funny in all the best kind of ways. And I think like Brick was genius at that. And I, 
I think to some extent, even like the the subversion of like the Star Wars mythology and Last Jedi. Yeah, changing up stuff that you know. Yeah, changing up stuff. He's not he's not afraid to like take the tropes and turn them on their heads, Mm -hmm. and I like that. I've only seen I've only seen the Last Jedi once in theaters. Um, and then like, I've rewatched like the two scenes that I really liked uh, a bunch of times. Um, even though I own the dang movie, I still haven't rewatched it yet, but I need to. So I definitely am going to rewatch it before I go and see the next one. Of course, I'll probably rewatch like the, what was it? Uh, uh, force awakens. And then this one, and then go see the new one. But yes, yeah, um, did yeah, you ever watch? brothers bloom though that he did the brothers bloom i haven't seen that that that's, that's one that i have i have been meaning to like hunt down but i haven't yet. yeah that was a pretty good one. i think it, it might be on amazon i'm not sure um i don't remember where i had watched it recently but that that, that was one of uh johnson's ones i was like okay that's pretty dope um and of course, I'm like a huge fan of Looper, <laughs> even though oh, like yeah, great. It, it makes like zero sense if you think about it in time travel, like rules and shit like that. But I don't care. <laughs> it's it's a fun I think movie. You can say that about any time travel story. Like yeah. there's like no, no, no time travel story makes sense if you really come down to like actually a butterfly it effect. <laughs> I think that's one of the worst ones. <laughs> No, the butterfly effect two is one of the worst <laughs> ones. <laughs> True, but like the um, like Back to the Future has like a lot of plot holes that you can poke into it if you look deep enough. But you know, yeah. sometimes you just have to look past it. I love I like Looper for what it was. It was with a fun Looper. Movie. It's like like because with Looper they are able to and there's spoilers for Looper. There's they're able to like kidnap people in the future i think it is right and then yeah. or no in the past and cut their limbs off and then they're just like disappearing limbs on people in the future when it's like no mm. no no no. if you didn't have a foot when you were in the past your entire life would change <laughs> and you wouldn't <laughs> be driving that car anyways <laughs> it's like no, no that's not how that shit works but it's fun to watch <laughs> it is and and joseph gordon levitt acting like a young Bruce Willis. Yeah. Kind of convincingly too. Like yeah. at first you're thinking, okay, that's just Joseph Gordon Levitt and some prosthetics and he's doing a voice. But then after a while you, you kind of just like buy it. And right. you're like, yeah, I can see this as a younger Bruce Willis. And he does a really <laughs> good job. I think that's one of my favorite um Joseph Gordon Levitt performances. Yeah. It's um it's up there. I I actually liked him in the one he did with ScarJo. Uh, that he, I think he directed oh, it. Oh, Don John. Don John. That was actually pretty fun. And now that I just said that, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he like Nymphomaniac and Don John. He must be a fucking perv." <laughs> 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 but no, I actually I I dug that one. Um, me and Nick watched that a couple years ago, and uh, it was pretty cool. I, I, I actually liked the performances that both those actors, like him and ScarJo, gave. And I don't remember and, the older lady. And what was Scarlett or Johansson's performance in that too was not what I was expecting when I saw the trailers. Yeah, like I wasn't thinking because uh, that was again kind of a weird subversion. You think it was going to go one way, like he's going to fall in love with this girl, and 
but it's like oh no who's he kind of only dated scarlett johansson in general just because he was physically attracted to her Mm. and but she was actually kind of an awful person in that movie and i (laughs) I thought that was surprising because she doesn't usually play like bad people like usually she plays at least I don't think she's not very likable in that movie, but he's no. also not very likable for most of it either. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so your number five is then Knives Out. Knives Out. All right. Yeah. So on the same kind of the same level, maybe not not really. <laughs> uh, my number five <laughs> is uh, Fighting with My Family, oh, the uh, really- biography wrestling biography movie. Um, uh. One, because apparently I didn't watch many good movies this year. <laughs> well, I, I really liked Fighting With My Family. I, but, and I went into it not knowing it was a biopic. Yeah. I thought it was like fiction. Okay. And then I went, went and was like, wait, this is like actual people. Yeah. Because well, I don't know anything about wrestling. It's about uh, <laughs> WWE wrestler Paige. Anyways, um, which when I was watching the movie, the only thing that I was just kind of thrown off of was like Paige is like, super pasty white and the actress that played her wasn't as like pasty white as her <laughs> so i was just like okay but what about and then i was like eh screw it um i actually like that one it was uh i think the rock helped produce that one or dwayne johnson produced that with them i, th- and, I think so yeah in wwe studios or whatever um did it i know it was directed by steven steven merchant mm-hmm. um which I'm actually, he's the, uh, uh, he's like a British actor, right? Yeah, he's like one of the creators of the British office. And he's like oh, a yeah, British yeah, yeah. and actor. If you saw Jojo Rabbit, he played the... Um, the one Nazi guy. The yeah, Gestapo, yeah. like the head yeah. Gestapo guy. Yeah. yeah, I watched that one. That was, uh, that was actually pretty good. It didn't make my top five, though. It did not. It was... It made my top ten, but not my five. Okay. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. All right, um, and he also plays Neil in The Good Place. <laughs> if anyone watches The Good Place, uh, but, but like, Fighting with My Family also has like Nick Frost and uh, yeah, it um, has a who, lot of good because it's or her family is based in um, Bristol, uh, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah, in the UK area, so it's it's a good one. I I like the the acting like just. Because it is a biopic, too, you're kind of expected to do a certain amount of detail, which mm. I feel they actually accomplished. Um, and knowing, like, you know, how some of that shit works and stuff, like being able to see how they portrayed it in the movie is actually pretty good. With still creating a bunch of drama, of course, and lightheartedness. And I, one of my favorite aspects of the movie, though, mm. is that how, like, she was kind of. And like it was the brother who was really like like I'm this is what I'm meant to do right and I think that storyline really resonated with me because you know it's how you feel as a creative person you know it's like you may like live and breathe something oh, yeah. but like you always come like just short yeah. or you don't have that whatever X factor that you can't like you can't create you have to have it yeah to be successful in it and I I think that story with the brother. I think really that, like resonated in how he kind of felt found fulfillment and what he did oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that would resonate with a lot of artists like, <clears throat> or people that want to get into the field of art, filmmaking. I, I consider filmmaking art, whatever people say. 
Yeah. I, it's art, um, especially with filmmaking, uh, even YouTube videos. Like you, pe- people will see you know, if you don't have that right charisma, that right art to go into, you're not gonna get picked up as quick as anyone else. You know, like podcasting the same damn thing. Uh, you have to have the same attitude. And then you know, I've seen people that I they don't have the <laughs> and this is us touchy subject possibly but they don't have like the smarts to get ahead but Mm. they have that persona that just jumps out even though they're not like really trying hard you know i mean right and and so they're the ones that like get like the push furthermore because hey it looks better on screen or it looks better on you know whatever platform they're gonna be on or Hey, your your circle with a line in it looks better on my wall than this Picasso painting over here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all those things. And and again, it too, it's not even necessarily the the people either. It's, you know, what society's looking for at that time too. Yeah. You know, what and 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 I think that's what fighting with my family did well and she was kind of reluctant and, and then she kind had like the 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 rocky arc of like okay she she's not as hot or is right. you know she's she's the odd one out of the the female wrestlers she's not as talented she and and then she kind of works her way up and then yeah a, is able to actually like compete and i and i thought that as someone who had no idea i don't i never really watched wrestling mm-hmm. as a kid and i didn't know Paige was a real person yeah <laughs> and so like i saw like based on a true story i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh so i was i was watching this and thinking like oh this is just an interesting like kind of feel good right do what you you like like what makes your heart pump kind of movie you know mm. and i'm like oh this is a true story which makes it i feel even better and i and i think it's more affecting because you know like someone I you go to see like an Abraham Lincoln bi- biopic, you know, right? That, you know that, and you, but like I didn't know this was a real person, and I got a whole lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, and it, and it has elements that you resonate with, even if you're not interested in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like because if you hits all the marks it, too, it's like drama, comedy, um, yeah, you know, real life circumstances, which can go either way drama or comedy depending on yeah. your life and florence uh what's her name florence pugh or as i pronounced her last name the the actress that was in uh midsummer okay she was she was the actress that played Paige. yeah yeah and you did a really good job in this yeah she did I, I, she did I, pretty good um she's also in um i think she's gonna be in the black widow no yeah, she is. Yeah, she's gonna be like her sister. Or that's something. who. They, okay, yeah, that's right. I thought I thought I saw that. Um, speaking of which, the trailer just dropped today, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I don't want to segue too far too quick, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so she looks like she's just on the rise, anyways. But as far as uh, as far as you know, fighting with my family, like it, to me, it hit every mark that it needed, and being a biopic, and then. Um, of course, being a wrestling fan too, like I knew somewhat of the story, but being able to see that, of course, I know biopics are you know, sometimes either over dramatized or they add stuff in there to to get certain marks hit, which is cool. Um, especially in, in the wrestling industry, if you do a biopic 
and you don't hit those marks, you shouldn't be doing a biopic about the wrestler because all those marks are there built into their story anyways. Um, the one thing in the movie, though, that I, I was just like, I highly doubt that happened, but in my heart of hearts, I really wish it did happen is when, like, The Rock is up there um, in the room with her and, like, giving her, like, the, the I think it's the phone call or whatever. Yeah. That she's going to get her break or some shit. And I was just like, I wish that happened, but I highly doubt The Rock just showed up one day just for one, you know, potential person. <laughs> yeah, it, I I feel like that was, they just needed to pigeonhole The Rock in because he's a producer. Yeah. Yeah, he and needed like, to be on screen so much time for the movie. Yeah, so they're like, we'll throw this scene in because the one scene with him I think might have actually happened is the one where her and her brother like run into him at like a WrestleMania oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they find him and they kind of fanboy at him. Yeah. And like that—that like actually sounds like plausible of like okay that, but it, I think that that other one is a little bit manufactured for screen yeah. and to give Dwayne Johnson a little more to do but yeah also Vince Vaughn is badass in this movie I just like Vince yeah, he Vaughn is. so Vince Vaughn's good. <laughs> anything Vince Vaughn's in even that psycho remake that he did I just love <laughs> so alright so that's my number 5 fighting with family yours is Knives Out so number 4 bro what you my got for me my number 4 is more obscure I think that it's an A24 movie <sighs> Sorry, my cat being annoying. Uh, my number four, uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay. I didn't watch that one. Is it, It's got to be good then, right? It is good. That's about it's A24? Really good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, and I, I saw it while I was actually on vacation in San Francisco, so I think that made it a little bit more uh, affecting for me. Okay. Because I was I saw it in like a like this really kind of – weird theater uh in in san francisco and uh so like a lot of the places that they were filming i had like walked by and stuff like that so it was pretty cool oh, the cast but looks it's, uh, great actually if if you uh if you are unfamiliar with last black man in san francisco it's a it's essentially a movie about like the gent- gentrification of uh san francisco um and it's uh, about this uh these two friends who are one of them has is trying to live in this house that he's his grandfather built. Mm. So it's like this old like Victorian house that he, his grandfather built. And, but like, because of like the rising, like uh, inflation rates and uh, the cost of living and stuff like that, um, they, aren't uh, they can't afford to buy the house or to live in the house and uh they kind of end up squatting in the house for a little while i don't want to give away too much right, right, but right. It's, a, it's a really it's a really moving movie it's a sad movie it's a i think very important movie to see because this is something that happens in a lot of major cities most major cities according to this thing uh because i'm looking at the director joe talbot it's mm. like his first like Yeah, this is, it was this is his like, like only thing really. He did like a short before this and then this. Yeah, this is his like feature debut. Which that's crazy that you can do like a feature debut. I I just love A24 because they give filmmakers that break like that. But um 
It said that it was adapted from the life of his childhood friend and his collaborator, uh, Jimmy Fails. Right? Yeah. Yep, and yeah. it's and it's really moving, and the performances are really good. There's some really the characters are great. Um, there's there's some humor in it. It's not just all sad. Right. Um, but there's some humor in it, like a like a Is the it like one dark guy. humor though, at least. So it what? stays it's with the tone. Dark humor. It's just kind of like light moments casual yeah like he's like as people are like living in his house he's coming and like fixing it up yeah like he's like painting like the 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 windowsills and stuff like that and they're like why are you at our house (laughs) (laughs) so there's moments like that where you know it's good and it's but yeah it's definitely worth checking out like i ordered that i I pre-ordered it because i want I liked it so much, and so I have that on Blu-ray over here. So yeah, awesome, man. I I would talk more on it, but I have nothing because I have not yeah, heard or seen it. That one I knew was going to be a little bit more obscure because it wasn't as a wide release. Yeah, I don't even at, think we got that released here, um, and we get most of the stuff from from Fathom and A twenty four. So it's um maybe I just missed it though. Um, Unless it's in right now. Maybe it's in there right now. I don't know. Because they do random things in different states all the time. Yeah, and it's like, and I was in San Francisco, so obviously yeah. maybe the demand to see that would be higher. Did, um, in your viewing, did, like, uh, the director, was there, like, a Q&A with the director or no? No, no, this was just a regular screening. Okay. But it, the theater was so bizarre. It was, it was like, the <clears throat> super, like, narrow room. Mm-hmm. It was like, I can't, it was maybe like 30 to 50 feet wide. Just like <laughs> row of like seats on, on the right side of the room. And there's like no air conditioning because apparently there's no air conditioning in all of San Francisco. Yeah. Like nobody has air conditioning because the weather is so like mild. Right. But like in this room, it got like, because it, it was a sold out show. There's maybe only like 20 to 30 seats. And it was, but it was sold out. The screen was kind of like up high up on the wall. Yeah. It was really strange, but it was an interesting experience. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I have to do my number. What, 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 four? That was- <laughs> okay. Uh, my number four is, and it's, uh, Brightburn. Oh, Brightburn by um, David Yarovsky. Yer- yeah, uh, I don't <laughs> even know how to pronounce the director's name, but it was written by the Gunn brothers. Um, it stars Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks, and uh, the kid in there was freaking crazy. I, I don't remember his name, um, but I like that one. It's because I'm a horror fan, of course. But it also takes – it's basically – have you seen Brightburn or no? I haven't. I wanted uh, to, okay. but I, it came out at a time where I was busy and I wasn't okay. able to make it to the theater. So I won't do any spoilers, but you know, like, the base premise of it. It's yeah, like it's, Superman. It's like the horrorized uh, Superman <laughs> yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. So, like, just, just being, like, one, a horror fan, being, two, a comic book fan and knowing a lot of Superman stuff – being able to see it is kind of is kind of cool, um, and then uh, again, I don't want to ruin anything, but but the acting is actually pretty dope. 
I there's some gory stuff in it though that I did not expect in this movie. <laughs> like I knew it was rated R and like classified as a horror genre, uh, drama, but I was just like, "Holy shit! <laughs> why why did we need to see that?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it was just like, "Okay, uh, okay, yeah." So th- it was there was more gore in that than there was in um well doctor sleep but that wasn't really a gory movie uh there was more gore in that than the child's play movie i would say or about the same amount and i'm just like y'all shouldn't be on the same peg as like (laughs) uh, an actual horror doll killing people But I, what I, I'll say about it because I haven't seen it, so I can't yeah. speak on how I feel about the movie. I liked the um, character design, like the costume oh, of the, costume, the, um, yeah. the of the um. I don't know what the character's name is, but the Superman the kid, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's got that like weird kind of like bag thing over his head. It's, they did, did a good job of making him look creepy. Oh, so apparently, <clears throat> yeah, the the it does look super creepy. Um, it even looks creepier. I don't know if, I think they showed in the trailers, the kid actually draws out the costume on a piece of paper in, in, uh, in the trailers. And like, that's like what you see. Like, and I'm just like, one, how did the kid make it exactly like he drew it? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, it's that suspension of disbelief that we have like a high school Peter Parker in the this is the first Sam Raimi movie makes that like amazingly perfect. Right. The suit, suit after just... the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, now I, now I have the means to make this. His, his what? Like $200 win got him like all the <laughs> shit he needed to make a perfect exactly. suit. <laughs> and more, and like the spider, uh, oh no, he, in that one that came out of him. That's right. Yeah. The, in the, was that like, one, he had like the little, like that was part of the powers. The spider yeah. bike gave him webs that's weird interesting. Um, uh the kid is jackson a dunn uh so it's one of their one mm. of their one of the no don't, i don't know who that is uh but he also plays the young scott lang in avengers endgame when oh. he does like the time travel bullshit yeah, and gets turned like, into turning a kid. like a baby and yeah. yeah i thought i had seen him before Cause I actually watched Brightburn after I had seen like Endgame and all that stuff, and I was actually surprised that Brightburn was still from 2019. I thought it was last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't remember that came out this year either. Yeah, like I had to keep IMDbing like movies that I was gonna put on my list. I was like, is this it? And then I realized, oh shit! Like half of the stuff I watched is from like 2018, 2017. It just hadn't watched it yet. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's my number for Bright Aburn, the right. evil Superman. Now on to three. I, I don't remember what I actually call him. I think they end up giving him a name, but... Like an actual like, superhero name? Oh, super... Like our superhero kind of name? Yeah, yeah, something. Um, I think he gives it to himself. Or maybe it's just a symbol. I don't recall, actually. I have to rewatch it now that I can't remember that small detail yeah, since it's in my top four. <laughs> It's on my list of like I have a I have a list on my phone here yeah. of like movies that I want to <laughs> see and I have to see and that's one on there. Yeah. So. I break it down like that. It's like I need to see these. These are kind of okay. I might want to see these. 
And these ones are like, eh, when it comes out on DVD. <laughs> yeah, I have like the, I have my list divided up, if you can see. Yeah. Where it's like, I have these ones that are like, uh, uh, like ones I want to see. And then I have my top list right there. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I kind of take from there and. Right, right. All right, so now we're on to number three. What we're only we're half an hour in, also we're not doing too bad. Uh, number three, good. man. Um, what's your number three? My number three is Us, the Us. Jordan Peele movie. Okay, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like it as much as other horror stuff that had come out this year, um, but it was a really good like story plot um and everything see what i like about jordan peele though is that stuff is horror but i I don't necessarily think of it as like horror horror you know like don't be one of those don't be one of those it's horror i i I, he does have a a social aspect to his horror and i and i and i think that makes it more affecting personally yeah yeah I don't like people when they're like, oh, that's not horror, it's thriller. Or, that's no, not no, horror, no. that's like psychological thriller with some blood or <laughs> psychological crime thriller. I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck you, it's a horror genre. <laughs> Did it scare you a little bit? Okay, it's horror. There's but movies I, out I, there I, that I can just, be horror without I think this horror killing. is like different <laughs> horror. Like, it's not... He's not going for like it's, the it's jump a reinvention scares, of uh, it. It's a reinvention, which is nice. Yeah, which and I, and I I think that's something that's happening in a lot of uh, horror movies that are coming out right now. Yeah, like you, you had midsummer, uh, midsummer, some are, uh, yeah, midsummer, uh, lighthouse. Um, the, Robert Eggers and Ari Aster are both doing a really good job. The mm. I can't think of the director's name, but the the lady that directed uh, the Nightingale and the Babadook. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember who did like, the Babadook. Uh, um, the uh Jordan Peele. There's a there's Jennifer a Kent. Of, yeah, Jennifer Kent. Uh, the a lot these there's this group of like like thirty forty something, uh, like directors who are making like really interesting horror movies right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's a new kind of rebirth of the genre in oh, a way yeah. they're they're taking like kind of uh like what i was saying about ryan johnson they're taking some tropes of the genre and turn them or like they're mixing genres so like, uh not necessarily um one thing right you're so, you're like, just like getting mid- a mashup of everything like like midsummer is like a uh like a breakup teen movie mixed with like a wicker man horror movie mm. you know like it's a it's a weird mashup but it somehow works right you know it's um, there's a, and i think i think they started doing that like a lot more <clears throat> after like the because because you had like in your traditional like um horror was like your what your bella lugosi dracula mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then you know, then you got more into they did start doing a lot more with the Universal monsters, Frankenstein, and all them guys. Mm-hmm. And then it was after that frame time time frame where they tried to do some shit with like uh, what was it, um, the creature from the the lagoon, the Black lagoon. and then yeah. all that, and then it evolved somehow into 
the 80s slasher genre is well, all horror well it's like you know hitchcock did a lot of horror yeah like it was in the 60s so you had a hitchcock like, uh, you had um uh house on haunted hill uh uh west craven uh, no, no uh uh shit why is this I'm going to hurt myself when I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember this one because I just watched the original like that he freaking did. Um, um, uh, Vincent Price. Oh, Vincent Price. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I just watched the black and white one that he did like back in the day, way back so in the like, day. So I think that like, you know, the kind of uh, 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 Norman uh, – Norman Bates. Norman Bates kind of thing, you know, that kind of idea kind of evolved Which, into a did, flasher in, in the 70s and 80s. Did you actually, um, since you said Norman Bates, did you watch the Bates Motel show that they had? I think it was like on FX or something like that. I started it, but I those shows where I watched a few episodes and I liked it, uh-huh. but then I kind of fell out of it and then I never got back to it. Yeah, It's one that I've been meaning to wanting and wanting to actually it's, go back and rewatch. It's one I started watching and I watched like three seasons of it, I want to say. And then like I fell off and I just never caught back up. So I haven't continued watching it yet. So now I feel well, like I have to rewatch the whole thing. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that. My, my issue with TV is a lot of times the separation between the two. Uh, so like uh, one season, I can be like super into a show. Yeah. And by the time I wait like a year or two years, whatever, for another season, then like that mentality of that excitement of that I was feeling is kind of gone, and I have to kind of amp myself back into right. it. And I I feel like that happened has happened to me a lot recently. You know, where it's just like, like I really like the show The Good Place. Uh huh. And I watched the first season on Netflix like a year or two ago, like it was a while ago. And um, I just now started the second season. I was going to say there's like four on Netflix Yeah, they're they're on their fourth now. Which is the last season. Yeah. The one that's on TV now. But like I had only seen the first season and I remember loving the first season. Yeah. And like – you'd think like I'd jump right into season two, but it took me like what, two and a half years or whatever to, to finally watch season two. And I'm loving it again, but it, you know, I kind of need to get back into like yeah. this groove. And I feel sometimes favorite. once a show is like to a certain point, like it's almost better to just wait till it's canceled. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Might as well just finish it all up. Cause I did that with, um, uh, unfortunately the Arrowverse stuff that i got into when i broke my leg last year it's like yes i'm gonna milk that too people just like kevin smith milks his heart attack okay but um (laughs) when i broke my leg last year i uh started watching the arrowverse because i like i'd been told to watch dc legends of tomorrow i was like people are like dude that's your jam you're gonna love it so i started watching that not realizing you know there was other shit before it i just watched the first season fell in love with it so much that I put myself through watching Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. Like, I got addicted to watching all of them in order as it went along and stuff. And I was just like, and, and now, like, I'm completely caught up to, like, this week, basically, of what they're going into with um, 
the new crossover. And I'm just like, I don't want to wait. Just just give me the damn episodes. Just drop this up. It's one of the reasons I'm kind of like upset with uh, Disney Plus doing the once a week thing with uh, that shit. Granted, I'm not watching Mandalorian right now anyway, so it doesn't matter. But it's like once a week stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I pay for this. I, I want it all right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't make don't me wait. It. I don't mind it like this because I'm watching it in real time. But then as soon as the season ends, you're going to wait like a whole nother year. Or exactly. Something. But that, but I feel like that would be better because, you know, like I'm going I'll have a, I'm, I'm watching it in real time. Like when you have like multiple seasons or something, it's yeah. the reason I haven't started the Arrowverse because it's a very daunting task to be like, it's okay, very long. Because there's a lot of stuff you have to do, and you have to watch it in this certain order. And you really, to... uh, so so to watch it, like honestly, you can just watch them, and and until like the 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 crossover episodes are really the only ones you need to watch in order. Um, but other than that, everything else you can just watch however the hell you want. They really don't like coincide like back and forth, except for like, <clears throat> um right before the crossovers sometimes which yeah, and then sometimes the like with supergirl last year i i watched all of supergirl thinking um or i watched the crossover of supergirl and they did something in the crossover and i was like oh i should go back and watch the season now because i want to see what led up to that so i did that and i was very disappointed because in the crossover they had superman but they didn't have him in the entire season besides the crossover episode. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> I was like, that's some hook and bait shit right there, man. Come on. Oh, I was, I was so annoyed, but yeah, with Arrowverse, it's just so much. Um, honestly, if I wouldn't have broken my leg, where's, where's the applause now? If uh, I wouldn't have broken my leg and had the time, there's no way I would have sat down and watched, you know what, 22 episodes a season for freaking 45 minutes an episode? Hell no. There's no way. I have I could watch so many more movies or TV shows in that time frame to have more <laughs> content to talk about than to just complain about, oh, uh, they went ahead and did this thing and, and they did that thing. And, and they're doing more stupid stuff right now because of Batwoman and and it's horrible, and, and, oh, I don't even want to get talking about that, but, yeah, I get it, like, also, too, though, that's one reason I think I got hooked on to the Arrowverse, is because DC Legends is actually shorter, it's only 13 episodes usually per season for that, uh-huh. and that show is actually really fun, um, being a Star Trek fan and everything, it was cool to be, like, because they're in, like, basically a spaceship, even though it's, like, a time ship and stuff, it kind of gives the aesthetic of like Star Trek meets like Firefly slash you know a bunch of different things mixed together for space stuff. So it's kind of cool, and it's very like they know that they're campy, so they've made sure that they stay campy um, mm. with still having some good drama elements in it. And I feel that is the best show that the CW has um, right now. That, that I've watched. Like, I heard, uh, like, I tried to watch Riverdale. I stopped. I couldn't. Um, but I've heard that's gone downhill, too. And then I did watch iZombie, though. But I only watched it on Netflix. And I never knew it was a CW show until it finally ended. 
I've always seen that on Netflix, but I never, never it's, had any. It's fun. It doesn't go like it's based on a comic, um, but they only deal with the zombie aspect, of course, uh, from the comic. Because in the comics, there was like werewolves and stuff like that. But in the I Zombie, they only deal with the the comic stuff, and it's very reminiscent of like a Buffy type show, kind of. Mm-hmm. So if you liked Buffy, you would like I Zombie. If you didn't, funnily enough, yeah. I'm just. I'm just now watching through Buffy for the first time. Yeah. I I had never watched Buffy when I was a kid and now it's on Hulu. Hulu and I'm just it? been like, I think it's on Hulu and I was like I've been just watching yeah for a while now and it's just like I wish I had watched in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I own all of Buffy and Angel so I'm just like uh I even have the unaired pilot that I downloaded from the internet. <laughs> really? Yeah, before they um it was before they cast Allison Hannigan as uh Willow. Mm. I think that's right. Yeah. And I think I I think that's the only person that was recast from that pilot that they showed. Mm, I don't think it was a different Buffy. I don't believe so. But I know that she was different cuz before it was like uh, sorry people but it was some like fat chick <laughs> that played the character <laughs> and, and, and the cl- it clearly just didn't flow with the, how the rest of the story arcs were gonna end up going with her character anyways because that would just it ended up being then them making fun of a fat nerdy chick in high school rather than just a nerdy chick you know it would have been even worse and i think i think she does a good job of playing that kind of just like awkward yeah yeah the the, the awkward high school girl we all went to school with that's why she played the band geek in american pie and all that exactly and even uh um lily and how i met your mother has that kind of like that kind of airy like nerdiness kind of yeah and this is one thing too like when you watch buffy you see like a strong female character and then people are all over the internet still today and being like, there's never been strong female cats. Like, there was. Y'all just didn't pay attention to them. Right. <laughs> and there was also, like, lesbian relationship in that show, too, before it was, like, cool to do it. You know? Right. It's like, get over yourselves. Oh, man. Ah. Okay. So, Anyways. So. What's your number three? My. <laughs> <laughs> My number three. What was yours again? Um, us. 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 Okay. We didn't really talk about us, but yeah. yeah we, the we, social we stuff that he does um, in, in Us is really good. It, it, uh, I actually appreciated that movie. It, it didn't make my top, but because um, I kind of felt like I don't want too many horror movies in my top. And I figure Brightburn's technically a horror movie. So. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, so number three for me is a movie I just watched yesterday, which I watched two movies yesterday. I watched 21 Bridges and I watched Ford vs. Ferrari. So I'm going to make you guess. Which one do you think is in my top three or my number three? Well, the only one I saw you post on social media about was 21 Bridges. So That's because gonna... I didn't take pictures in Ford vs. Ferrari. I, okay. I, I like had to rush there. It was like literally starting like two minutes after my movie ended. <laughs> so I I don't know, Ford versus Ferrari Ferrari is getting the um the most buzz. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ford versus Ferrari, yeah? No. Twenty one no? bridges. Oh. Twenty one bridges is 
it was a, that cop drama that I didn't know I wanted this year. Mm. Honestly, like I wasn't going in expecting to like be like, oh, this is that's kind of cool or anything. I just went in think thinking, you know, I'm going to get to see uh, the king of Wakanda uh, whoop some <laughs> criminals asses or something. <laughs> um, and and being in, in that one, there was actually a couple decent amount of groups in the screening so i got more reaction from them too from it mm. and i was like okay that means that hit that mark it hit that mark it hit that mark and they they made a lot of references to um to like slang things or like hip-hop characters and stuff like that in the movie to where it makes sense for like because you know they're cops in uh new york and they're like narcotic cops and you know homicide cops and stuff so they have to like integrate into these things um into these factions to understand how everybody all the criminals work so it was kind of cool to see um just a a nice crop crop <laughs> a nice <laughs> cop drama again um you don't get enough crap dramas right it's super it's very reminiscent of like some of the cop dramas that we had back in the 90s but with like a today's touch to it and they actually added in a little bit of a decent amount of action um for it that but was, it wasn't like that was overblown by the Russo brothers right? yeah that was uh Russo brothers produced it i i uh i don't recall the director um i had i for some reason i thought the Russo brothers had directed that together but then I was like, no, 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 they wouldn't have had time because <laughs> this was like it, it, being shot like around when Endgame was like finishing up. I feel like that's all like, a, a deceiving thing in advertising is like they're always like from the Russo brothers yeah. or whatever. But it's that not necessarily mean or that is, they directed no, it. When it, they when they advertised it, it was like from the uh, uh something minds of Endgame oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like the visionary minds or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? Um, the director is Brian Kirk, which he's worked on like Game of Thrones, uh, Luther, uh, Great Expectations, a bunch of different shows. Actually, it looks like. Uh, oh dang, some good shows actually that I like. Two door, two years. <laughs> Dexter, mm-hmm. he oh he did some Dexter. Dexter's a dope show. That would be like on my top tv show list ever of all time <laughs> of all time just because i mean yeah they fuck it up with some of the seasons but i'm like i forgive because the other stuff is just good uh so yeah my number three is 21 bridges you didn't see that one yet have you did that oh, just on, come out on, yeah it, it just came out recently and i it's on my list here to see but i haven't yeah. gotten there yet if, if you like good cop dramas man um I recommend it to everybody to go see it's especially for 2019. You're not getting a cop drama anymore. Like your traditional cop. drama. You might get like a buddy cop movie again. I think we are getting another um, Beverly Hills cop movie that Netflix is doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Which that's going to be interesting. Cause I feel everything is just going to be forced. All the jokes are going to be forced. Because I don't see Eddie Murphy with his same charisma as he had back then, like being cocky and everything else. Oh, he had he had a, a certain attitude that I think was with his. He was also on a lot youth. more drugs too. He was it was his youth, 
the times. Yeah. The 80s were a completely different time. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of that personality, you know, it, like now he's like 50, 60 years old or mm. however old he is. And it's like. He's the Murtaugh probably... of Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I'm too old for this how... shit. <laughs> Dude, if he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the Dolomite one that he just did though for Netflix. I haven't I heard seen that either. Good. I heard it's good though. I like, heard it's kind of like the a so- sign that he's actually gonna be like coming back in a, a real way. Yeah. Not like the the weird comeback he did with that. What was that? Tower heist or whatever that one like heist movie he did. Oh, with Ben Stiller in them. Yeah, Ben Stiller and like Matthew Broderick and yeah, where it, it wasn't a very good movie. but everyone was like oh it's a return to form for eddie murphy but it wasn't very good and he didn't do like anything good after that that movie just reminded me of like um what was it wild hogs like they just threw a bunch of old actors in the movie and just like hoped it was gonna hit yeah (laughs) i was like like, unless you know these names right I was like, unless it's Expendables, y'all y'all aren't getting a hit out of just throwing a bunch of old actors into a comedy movie. <laughs> I mean, what Wild Hogs had, it had Tim Allen, it had uh, John Travolta, John Travolta, William um, H Macy. Was that? Oh yeah. And then who was the fourth? And I know they had Doctor Cox from Scrubs. He showed up in that movie a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh who man. was the other guy in that? That was a fun one, though. <laughs> I actually like that one more than the heist one that you were talking about. <laughs> but they just threw a bunch of people. Tim Allen, oh, Travolta, Mar- Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Because Ray- it was 2007. They were trying to be like, we have to have one black guy in this movie at least. Yeah, we, we <laughs> a little bit of diversity in these old white dudes. Right. Ray Liotta. Ray yeah. Liotta, Marissa oh. Tomei. Actually, I think Martin Lawrence is the only black dude in this movie cast. I don't see anyone else. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sucks. Oh. Uh, Maybe a townsperson, some extras possibly. Yeah. Margaret Newborn. an extra black guy every once in a while. (laughs) That, oh. But everyone knows black people don't ride motorcycles, so. Oh, man. (laughs) Kevin Durant was who is he? I don't remember him in there. Oh, he was probably one of the bikers. Kevin Duran. Do you know who that is? Uh, the name's familiar. He played in like X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine. He was the blob in w- Origins. Oh, okay. That yeah. dude needs to do a biopic for freaking Elon Musk right you, now. You're 100% right. He looks exactly like Elon Musk. Right? He just, right now, while he still looks like that and doesn't, like, get fucked up or anything, he just needs to do a biopic for Elon Musk. Um. Anyway, so 21 Bridges, bro. <laughs> great cop movie, great cop drama with some action and new elements to add into the traditional cop drama, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I, I'm... Curious if they're trying to make dude kind of like the Denzel Washington of this generation, though, with it. So we'll see how it turns out for I him. I hope I hope he gets a good gig. So, I mean, I, when you when have a high profile thing like Black Panther, 
you know, he's gonna get other gigs one way or the other. But it's like, yeah, he's he did he did that uh um Jackie Robinson movie oh, uh, like forty two. That was a I um, like that. I did too. That was good. Um, he did uh, let's see. I forgot he played in that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hasn't done a whole lot like. He's a, got a bunch of stuff yeah. in announced and pre-production and stuff like that. So we'll see. I, um, I, I TV shows. I, I, from what I've seen, I like him as an actor for the most part. Oh yeah, he's. Oh, that's not. That's just him playing T'Challa again. Never mind. <laughs> it's the What If series. He's voicing T'Challa. Um, oh, that's right. That's like animated. Yeah, he was in Gods of Egypt. That horribly CG movie, <laughs> dude. That the, the trailer. I didn't ever see it, but the trailers gave me headaches. Like every time I saw a trailer for it, I'd get a headache. I'm like, I can't see this movie. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. It, if you want a fun, fun quote unquote actiony movie, <laughs> you could go see that. Definitely go see that one. Um, but no, guys, go see Twenty One Bridges. It's pretty dope. Uh. Uh, so now we're on your number two, bro. We're on my number two, and this is one that uh, we talked about quite extensively okay. recently. A uh, parasite, parasite, the Bong Joon Ho, Bong Joon Ho's um, uh, new movie out right now. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, and um, we... I want to reiterate on what I said, but it's a, it's a great movie. It's got. A lot of humor in it. Yeah. It's um, suspenseful. It's um, there's a, a again there's a lot of like social commentary in there. If you're talking, it, but it um, the performances are great. The writing's so tight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm just gonna just kind of <laughs> do, like fast highlights of what uh, we were talking right. about. But if, if you, you want to hear if... me talk. Yeah, if you guys want to hear me talk hear, extensively about it, we have a podcast. Uh, it's with- episode forty nine, and uh, we also had uh, EJ Mar- uh, Marino guest on there as well. Moreno, um, it was episode forty nine that we talked extensively about parasite or parasites, as as the podcast is called, a podcast full of parasites. <laughs> um, with guests Austin Mosier and EJ Marino. You guys could check that one out because uh, that's also my number two for the year as well. Um, oh, nice! So I, yeah, that was that was uh, it was a good movie. Like I said, we talked about it for what probably two hours, I think, on the other podcast. Um, going like into that, yeah. all the details of it, guys, check that cast out because I don't want to talk about it for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have two more hours right. to do this. Um, all right, so you're number one, man. My number one is Lighthouse. Okay. Uh, Robert Eggers, Robert Pattinson, and Willem Dafoe's new movie. The Lighthouse. Uh, that movie, to me, is just... Uh, I, I, it's the best experience I've had in a movie in a while, I feel like. Mm. It's just, I, I hadn't seen anything like that, and I, the fact that it was it had pretty wide release for how strange the movie was, okay. and, ha- and a decent positive reaction to it. That was probably my favorite thing about it, like, because it was a very weird movie. If you've seen <laughs> it, you know. If you haven't, I don't know if you know how weird this movie is. It's, it's bizarre. It's brain- mind bending. It's uh, 
um it's uh it's beautifully shot like it's uh the aspect ratio is shot in like the style of old films like m oh yeah uh um it's uh um it's shot like on this remote island where apparently it was held to film and the the performances from robert pattinson and uh, willem dafoe are incredible uh they i think it's I still Pretty wish I could have been on that set, bro. I still wish I could have been on that set. I would have died to be on um, that set. And uh, like, I think it was just me and you that talked about Lighthouse. Um, yeah, we went probably about two hours or so. I think I cut like twenty. Yeah, minutes we. Off I think we. Went, I think we went over, but we went on a, quite a few tangents. Yeah, yeah. Cast, so. Um, and that was, I believe, episode forty-seven. Yeah. Um. 47 with uh me and austin where we just we just blew freaking the lighthouse's gasket <laughs> right off like um and i did say something in the the lighthouse uh thing i, I re-listened to that podcast a few days ago actually and i wanted to bring this up since <clears throat> especially because i was going to be on with you like i said in there um that f- for some reason like i thought when he started screaming was like him touching the bulb but my mm. dumb ass didn't think about the fact that it was the 1800s and they didn't have bulbs in the lighthouse <laughs> so yeah, it, it like would have been flame. a flame <laughs> yeah so i want to make sure people know i understand that <laughs> i'm not a fucking <laughs> retard i was just <laughs> thinking and talking way too fast <laughs> i i listened to myself and i was like wait a minute it was the 18 no there's they, they were fucking carrying gasoline up there what the hell do they need gas for if they have a bulb <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so with that said, number one for me is also The Lighthouse, dude. Uh, I just love the the creativity that went into that film. It was something that we didn't see the whole rest of the year, um, and we won't see for the rest of the year for the movie lineup that I've seen. Um, and, again, this, this these lists are from things that we've actually seen because there are a couple of movies that – Shia LaBeouf put out that I wanted to see. Um, I'm hoping I can see them before the end of the year, uh, but I'm not sure. I know the, Peanut Butter Falcon. I saw and that's really good. That one's on Amazon or Netflix. Which is that, I don't know if I don't know if there it's out maybe yet. But I heard I it's, it's going to yet. one of those. But um, uh, but Peanut Butter Falcon that made my top ten. It was actually okay. in my top five until last night when I when it got nudged out by uh, Knives Out. Right. So it's at my number six on my list. Yeah. But Peter Roar Falcon's really good. I've been, I'm still waiting to see Honey Boy. Yeah. And remember, um, people, <clears throat> Austin likes Ryan Johnson, so you can find Austin Mosier on every social media platform via Austin <laughs> yeah, Mosier. Attack me, everybody. <laughs> hey, but a lot of audience, it's got a very high audience super, uh, reaction on uh, Knives Out. So. Yeah. It, it, I've been seeing people. nothing but good things about it. I'm going to hopefully try and make it to see that this week. Yeah, so um, roast me for liking Last Jedi. I don't <laughs> care. But yeah, I, uh, I want to see uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I, I swore I saw it on one of my streaming services. I just haven't had time. It might be. I don't and know. And then, um, of course, the like bio-ish pick that he did um, where he plays his dad and stuff. I uh, what is that called again? Um, Honey boy. Honey boy. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that one. 
Yeah, um, there's there's a number of movies that are still on my list to watch. Yeah. And then I, of course okay, I haven't gotten around to the Irishman yet, so The Irishman is another one, but that's three and a half hours of my time at home. If it was in the theater, I think I'd just go and see it right now. But because I have to sit at home and watch it and there's like so many more distractions, it's like okay, I have to yeah. do this at night. Yeah, a night that I'm going to stay too late because then you're going to go until like three o'clock in the morning with this thing. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is also uh, 1917 is coming out still. Oh, yeah. 1917. I feel that's going to end up making my top five. It's going to end up pushing some stuff out. And everything then, I've heard from that is, is just incredible. Too. Yeah. A Hidden Life, that new Terrence Mallet movie looks pretty good. Hmm. Um, Uncut Gems, the new Safdie Brothers movie. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about that from different people, so I'm kind of like, I'll, I'll, I want to check it out. I, I'm also one of those people who actually likes Adam Sandler movies as Adam Sandler. So, and then I also like seeing him do dramas as well. Like when he did Spanglish, I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, I like I like Spanglish. that. Um, I I. I don't know. Sometimes people get used to certain things or or nicks about uh, actors. Like I think, um, what was it called? The shoe something that Adam Sandler did on Netflix a few years oh, back. Oh yeah, one of his Netflix movies. What was it? The Cobbler. The Cobbler. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that, but I heard so much shit from it. People were like, "Well, he does this, and he it's so reminiscent of like." Uh, Happy Gilmore or something like it's his face. What do you want him to do? He can only act and emote in so many different ways, guys. Right. Oh man, it's so stupid. Um I do want to give but out I, some honorable mentions. Just uh they're they weren't gonna make my top five, but I wanna throw them out there as like I, I liked them. Um so Spider Man Far From Home. I know mm-hmm got mixed reviews all over all across the board especially from fanboys uh end game avengers end game just because it blew everybody out of the water uh, and then of course joker even though i don't like praise the movie but i also don't hate the movie i'm just like eh. you still gotta give it its respect it, it blew over a billion for a radar movie dude like and my 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 honorable mentions, yeah. Okay, the rest of my uh, top ten, yeah, would be I I have Peanut Butter Falcon, Jojo Rabbit, okay, Book Smarts, Joker, and The Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die is good. That's a good one. The Dead Don't Die. I I, I feel like people were not expecting what that movie was. They don't understand it's, it. <laughs> it's Jim Jarmusch getting kind of like meta with yeah. himself. And like, kind of making fun of like today's culture in a funny way. Mm. And but like, there's there's great moments in the, that movie where he's just like, he draws attention to the scripts and to like, oh, this is the theme song and stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, but if you don't you don't not understand that Jim Jarmusch has a very deadpan sense of humor, then you probably won't <laughs> like. It. I can see that. I can see that. Um, so I do want, I, I, I posted something on Inst, no Twitter, maybe, uh, about <clears throat> family movies, family friendly movies, 
So I just wanted to throw out my top two family movies. These were not making it even into my top ten movies for the year, but top family movies. Um, Pokemon is number two for family movies. It got pushed down because of Dora, and Dora was <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> for a family movie. Oh, my God. That movie was even better than Hobbs and Shaw. Of course, I keep saying everything's better than Hobbs and Shaw, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and since we're speaking of those, the honorable Uggs, why did they have to make those movies for the year? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw and Child's Play. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any honorable like ones that you're just like, ugh, why? Oh. <laughs> See, I'm try- I didn't see a lot of... And I, I did make sure I watched all these two guys, so I'm not like just talking shit because I hate hated the idea or anything. Because I, I generally don't go pay for movies that I think look bad. Yeah. Um, well, Hobbs and Shaw, I rented, and Child's Play, I trying to, I'm rented. Trying to <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> rented it, wink. Um, I don't know. Maybe like uh, I kind of liked it, but it was still kind of like unnecessary. I feel like the the Lion King, okay, uh, remake. Uh, I didn't hate. See, the I Lion can't King. talk about any of those because I didn't see any of them. I refuse. Uh, to. Like so that that I, I'd put that in maybe like an honorable like what this didn't necessarily eh. need to be made. Like your eh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it it didn't need to be made. I didn't. Did you see the Aladdin one? I, I didn't see Aladdin. Okay. Somebody I was talking to had watched the Aladdin one. I'm just like, I want to get you on cast. But I'm still not watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even for the cast. No, not even. I, I told Nick, uh, my wife, that I'm not allowing the Aladdin movie or that Lion King movie in my house. It's like, because I'm not allowed to watch it in the house because she hates clowns. I'm not allowing those movies in the house because I hate what Disney did. I do want to watch the Dumbo one though, because everybody hated it. So I kind of really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to watch Dumbo too. Just part of me just keeps hoping to see like Tim Burton do something good again. Yeah. So it's always that, that hopefulness. But well, I heard like, they change a lot of the story and stuff too, which yeah, is which is, which is why I kind of want to see it honestly, because it's yeah. not just like, when you went to see the Lion King, you knew exactly the right. beats that were going to happen. You knew exactly the lines. You could yeah, sing the yeah. songs. So it's like, like the Little Mermaid, go- when the Little Mermaid comes out, you're going to know every single thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like so. It's like you know, there's no mystery. And like that, Tim Burton at least was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a a new story mm-hmm. or different enough. Right. But I feel like that's why people hate it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I heard <laughs> it lacked in certain areas, but again, like I, everything I hear people say about the movie, I take it with like very, very thin. You know, it it means nothing until I right. see the movie. Um, and the, uh, like it, he did the Alice in Wonderland movie, yeah. which was like uh, uh, the, I, he did both of them, didn't he? He did the he he, he didn't he didn't direct the second one. Okay. Uh, he like produced that one because he, he was doing something else at that time. Okay, I forget what he was doing, but he did the first one, which I think was actually really good. Um, 
but people were expecting it to be pretty much just a, a retelling of the original, but ended up being kind of like a sequel mm-hmm. to like the original story of Alice in Wonderland. Like she's going back into Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and, and I thought that was great. And, and I thought the movie itself was good. Helena Bonham Carter was good as the, the queen of hearts. And I thought the art direction was good. The, the CG doesn't look too corny. No. Those were, those were pretty good ones. I, I think those were the last like good, things that i've seen from tim Bur- of course i don't like really pay attention to everything he does um I, j- I i don't remember any like major thing i've seen of his that were like blew my mind though uh frank and weenie i thought was pretty good oh yeah he did frank and weenie yeah, yeah. frank and weenie i was- honestly thought when that adam's family trailer dropped that that was his because yeah. of the animation style i was like yeah. why isn't it claymation though <laughs> I feel like uh, he wouldn't do an Adams Family movie because that makes too much sense. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's too good of a fit for him. He's like, like eh, he just, everyone's gonna expect that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let let me do let me and Tarantino do a Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tim Burton can design the planet that they go to, and Tarantino can design the whole story arc and everything. Actually, I want to see that now. Damn it. Oh, um, yeah. uh, another uh, one I did see. I just have to toss this out there as an honorable as well, because I learned something from this movie. Uh, the Warrior Queen of Jahani, even though it's spelled Jahansi, but I, I think it's pronounced Jahani. Um, I, I learned a lot about the East India Company, East India Trading Company or whatever you however you want to call it. Uh, from that movie, it was all subtitles, but it was still good. It was still worth it. So, check that guy out, guys, if you can find it anywhere. I think it's out of my theater now, but it was one of those ones I was like, I have an extra movie to go see this week. Oh, here, I'll go see this. I have no clue what it's about. <laughs> um, I haven't even heard of that one. What is? What's it called? The Warrior Queen of Jahansi. It's spelled J. Or Jahani, but it's spelled J H A N S I. It's it's a very um, you you can tell it's not an American film by the way it's shot. I don't uh-huh. want to say it's Bollywood though. It's it's kind of like a mix of Bollywood and other stuff <clears throat> into it. So it. It sticks out as like, oh, I definitely know this wasn't an American movie, but it's also not supposed to be a fucking American movie. <laughs> so it was interesting. And again, I learned something from it. And if we're not learning something from movies, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, guys? I learned how to get rid of bodies from Dexter. I mean, <laughs> um, and then I have two documentaries for the year, guys. Uh. What We Left Behind, the Deep Space Nine documentary, which is out on Blu-ray now. And then uh, and that goes in it, about DS9 and all that stuff, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. <clears throat> and um, you get interviews and all that fun stuff. And then um, Never Surrender Galaxy Quest documentary, which I just watched Oh, I wanted week. to see that so badly. Oh, it was so much fun. and. It, you hear the way like the actors talk about each other and then they have like a somber moment in the documentary too for um um shit. 
what's his name? Hans Gruber. <laughs> oh, Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan yeah. Rickman. Yes, thank you. Why did I forget that? Um, they had like a somber moment in there for that, and I was like expecting it. So I was like, cool. I was hoping that they had shot it some of it before he had passed, though, so we could hear him talk about the stuff because he was always like really cool about everything he talked about. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but we didn't. So definitely go check those two documentaries out. Even if you don't like documentaries, I think that the the style that they've been doing these like documentaries on like TV shows or movies is actually pretty entertaining to people that don't even like documentaries. Because you get to li- – it's basically like a big BTS video um, of the show or the movie. That's, that's pretty much what, what they are, and it's really cool. <clears throat> um, the trailer the trailer for uh, the Galaxy Quest one looked really good. I didn't watch the trailer, honestly. I just was, heard that there was a Galaxy before, Quest doc, and I was like, that's me. <laughs> it played before, like, a, a movie. It was like a – Oh, really? A, like, it was like a, a Fathom event ad, and it yeah. was like – it played this, and I was like, oh. I didn't know this was happening, but it looks good. And that, but I didn't actually get to yeah. see the, the fathom event. There's it, only, I, working. I think it only played one day and then I, uh, of course it's going to be out on Blu-ray probably in like a month or so. Um, and, uh, another one I want to see, but I'm, I just have to wait either until it's on DVD or Blu-ray and, uh, or they come to my town because it's the Jane Silent Bob reboot movie. I oh yeah i want to see it but they won't fucking put it out anywhere he's doing this dang tour i'm just like come on man just it, it, let me watch it you can put it in theaters now you've made enough money from the tour that you can just get it in theaters yeah they they did the fathom event for that that, that was like a weekend and then they yeah did they the, did two days of it for fathom and then and then they, and then they're doing the tour which is like 50 want, bucks a ticket yeah it's like i didn't want to pay 50 dollars <laughs> Yeah, like I, I want to see it, but I yeah. didn't. Want Did they come to your guys' area already? Yeah, uh, I think they came to Detroit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they did that already. Um, well, that's all I got for our top five. Again, my top five is the Lighthouse, Parasite, Twenty One Bridges, Brightburn, and Fighting with My Family. And they're all actually pretty different too, so that's pretty good. Mine is the Lighthouse, Parasite, Us, Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Knives Out. And you just make me look like I'm like a buffoon because I put like Bright House and or <laughs> Bright Burn and Twenty One Bridges on mine. Um, I try so, not to be a snob for these, so <laughs> snob. I honestly just go by like, did this impress me this year? Yes, it did. Yeah, uh, I, I literally just didn't impress me so. That's why I didn't get on there. I I liked Endgame honestly, but I I didn't didn't like it enough because it did move me emotionally too. So I'm not like yeah. one of those like this isn't cinema or right. whatever. I'm not one of those guys. But like it, um, it missed a lot of marks for that one. Uh, Infinity was, War is better than Endgame, I would say. I think it was too. I think I think the emotional resonance of the finale was good yeah i feel like there's some structural issues with um endgame the whole center point like the whole while they're traveling through time was kind of just like eh, you you could have cut that entire thing out (laughs) except for like the nebula stuff maybe and that's about it there was there was a there was a number of things i thought the the big battle at the end 
I thought like the forced like female character, like we've talked about before, the forced female yeah. superheroes moment was like a little bit of an eye roll moment for me. It was an eye roll moment, I think, for everybody. <laughs> it's like, oh, they are um, doing that in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, so there was a number of things that kept it off my top ten, I think. But, yeah. but I mean, the funeral scene was fantastic. Yeah, the, uh, Tony Stark's funeral scene was really good. Like, I actually got a little choked up, a, a tear maybe. I strolled down my cheek a little bit, but it was, it was like, it was good. You know, it's not like. 12 years or whatever of like our lives yeah. like 22 movies and you're that pan through the audience of all the characters and stuff was like wow this is yeah it had it its cool. moments but it just lacked as like an entire thing exactly like, it that has its hard. like clicks or it's like clips for like youtube but other than that it's like okay uh, uh i mean putting in like hot topic type thing like my why are we talking about Fortnite if that's supposed to be five years into the future? Why are they still playing? How are the servers even still running if half the people are gone? Like, <laughs> how is there no like you know food issues or anything? And is there garbage is still being taken? People still are worrying about this. Where's the Mad Max aspect of like half the universe being zapped out of existence? Come on. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Um. Speaking of Marvel, though, the trailer for Black Widow dropped a few hours ago, and you watched it. Yeah, I watched right? it this morning. Like you, you, you messaged me this morning. It's like make sure you've watched yeah. that. And I'm like, I didn't even know it existed. It's like <laughs> there's a trailer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so what did you think, dude? Like I watched it like it three looked, or four I times. I thought it looked really good. Like I, because honestly, I'm gonna. You know, I was not excited that I when I heard that they were doing this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, maybe it'll be fun, but like, I'm th- you know, Natasha's dead in this, right. and and like it's like, but is she? she got, is she, she really? should have gotten a, a movie a long time ago. I feel is she really dead? And is uh, she really? And like now they're doing like a prequel <laughs> thing, but like they should have done a prequel thing a long time ago. Like that, we, everyone wanted the. Uh, the Hawkeye and a uh, thing uh, yeah. um, like buddy cop kind of like superhero thing. And it, they should have done something like that, like a long time ago in like phase one or two, but you, no, we, we have to wait until the characters the actually of killed off. And then there's like, you know, what's going to happen. So at I wasn't the end, excited dude. For it. But then I saw that trailer. <laughs> He's ignoring me. What? <laughs> I didn't hear what you. I didn't honestly hear what you said. I said you know it's gonna happen though at the end, right? Cap- oh, I have a feeling she's gonna be alive no. or whatever. Captain America is gonna zap in and grab her and zap back out into the <laughs> present time, and that's how we get Natasha back. No, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, I thought it might have been a little too little too late, but then I saw that trailer. I'm like, well, this looks she looks. It, it needs polished up, I feel, um, but it does look really good. I, it's like got the Jason Bourne type stuff into it with, with like the spy crap. Anyways, um, one of my favorite things I read one time is like yeah. that uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie Red Sparrow. People were like, "We are see that's the the um, Black Widow movie we deserved," and it's like they're not wrong. They're you saw not Red wrong. I watched that and I watched it. And then I was like, 
why am I watching this? <laughs> I actually didn't. I actually like Red Sparrow. I, I it wasn't my favorite movie, but like, I I get it. I'm in love with Jennifer Lawrence, so like, okay. So I'll go see almost anything she's in. But like, I actually really enjoyed Red Sparrow. I thought that the it was a. I was just like, why why does she have to be butt naked right here? And it's just like, no, it's just why? 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 <laughs> I was just like, I would rather this movie with Scarjo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a personal preference. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I uh, I really liked the trailer. I thought it was really cool. It's like I said, it's a good mix of like Jason Bourne meets like the Jason Bourne universe, I should say. Uh meets like a traditional Marvel esque movie. Like before they went into Infinity War and Endgame and even before Age of Ultron. But I think this takes place right after Civil War is what I'm assuming. I, I, was trying to, I was trying to place where this took place because I couldn't figure it out. Because she's talking about, the like, the shit that's happened. So I get that. Right. But then it's like, so to me, it's like, unless her entire family dies in this movie, why the fuck weren't they helping? Right. <laughs> anything. Yeah. It's like, that's uh, one of these things that Marvel's going to have is like when they do these prequel movies or these in between movies from movies they've already done, it's like. You're going to have all these characters that like should have existed yeah. in the world. They are going to exist at all. You're, you're going to screw yourself. And then it's like, okay, so you're going to do a, a She Hulk TV show, right? So when does She Hulk get created? Was she around when the big fight was happening? Why wasn't she there at helping fight Thanos? Thanos. I like to say both <laughs> to not piss anyone off. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Like, um, I like David Harbor in the trailer, though. Yes, um, I like. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how well he did with the his other movie that came out this year, uh, Hellboy. Hellboy. I didn't watch that. I haven't seen that yet. I heard it was just a complete and other like bomb, um, which is yeah, sad it, because I like him as an actor and I like Hellboy as a character. I didn't think that he should have been Hellboy, though. I still say they should have just got Ron Perlman back. And I mean, I, f I feel like if you have enough interest to reboot a franchise, you should at least finish the franchise that yeah. started. You know, like instead of rebooting it and doing like, oh, we're gonna do a new version, maybe create the third one of uh, um, of the story. Del Toro's. Yeah. So I would much rather see that. Um. With that, <laughs> this is what I heard. This is heard, just heard. You know, it's not specific. But Guillermo del Toro, um, they wanted him to do the sequel to, uh, what's that kaiju movie that he did? Oh, uh, um, um uh, uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. They wanted him to do the second Pacific Rim, which he didn't end up doing. Um, and he said he'll do that if they let him do Hellboy three. So they didn't let him do Hellboy 3, and he didn't do Pacific Rim 2. And so they did a new Hellboy that sucked and a Pacific Rim 2 that sucked. I was like, y'all so should have just, the, like... got the worst of both worlds, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not only did us fans get the crap, but 
like y'all got screwed in the box office just because you wouldn't let dude make one fucking movie he wanted before the other it's like y'all are stupid um that's if that's true but that's what that like rumors and stuff were going around like but del toro is one of those visionary directors we have right now yeah where like his like yeah you, you can do something like it like with pacific rim 2 but it, he has a certain like like style mm. that just works you know like his his movies are just good and you can't really <laughs> emulate it like well his movies are good your movies bad <laughs> you you need him <laughs> i i would i would have watched pacific rim 2 if he had directed it i'd like I'd, to see him do a marvel comic book movie a marvel movie that would be I, interesting I I would too. I that would be a, a I don't know if he would do it. I think he wouldn't because of too much stipulations they have on shit. Yeah, he he he's a um But getting him to do the Blade movie cuz his Blade uh the sequel Blade the Blade, two was, Blade 2 was Blade 2 was the best Blade movie. I will 100% take that to my grave. It's I the mean, best. I mean the first one, but okay. I like the first one a lot, but Blade Two to for me is the best Blade movie. I didn't I, like that I, every I like, Blade like, movie kept like jumping <laughs> the, the gun on the world building. They're just like, oh no, it's it's just a council. Oh no, it's this bigger council. Oh no, there's fucking Dracula. <laughs> I I just like I like the the Nosferatu like type. Yeah, uh, I forget what they're called. I think they're Nosferatu, but the the like the the vampire things that have their mouths open. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. I think that though, that is one of the best like creature designs of this century. Like, I think mm. that that's really interesting. I think, did you that, like it when it was on the Pomeranian in blade three? <laughs> I laughed really hard when it happened. I remember when I saw that movie, I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. I think uh, Wesley Snipes thought that whole movie was the funniest thing he probably saw in his whole life, too. <laughs> he did not like that movie at all. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Anyways. How did we get here? Because of the actor, right? From Black Widow. Okay. Anyways. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we, took, we took a detour. <laughs> <laughs> um no, the Black Widow movie looks pretty dope. I am definitely, uh, well, as always, I see every Marvel movie in theaters, so I'm going to go see it in theaters. I feel, though, that it's, I hope it's not a little, you know, too late for it. Like, I hope yeah, that it's Yeah, that's what still... I'm hoping. But this, the trailer at least renewed my interest, where, like, I was not interested in it mm-hmm. at all. And then uh, I saw that trailer, I'm like, I'm at least curious now. Yeah. Like, I f- a little excited and at a little bit more curious. I hope that like you, the, the the fans out there that are like invested in the characters don't feel like oh this is just going to be a waste of my time because this character means nothing in the universe now. Like well, I hope that doesn't they have happen. Have to be doing something in there where, where it's relevant to the rest of the like, right. series. Unless they bring her sister becomes the new Black Widow, which I guess is possible especially with as we were talking about like Florence Hugh or however yeah, she yeah, yeah. is kind of coming up so maybe she does take the reins as Black Widow and continues right. that on. Dude if I this movie know. is only like ScarJo for like 
the first half and then the last half of it is like after Infinity War, <laughs> I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> I'd be like, five years later. <laughs> right in the middle of the movie. I could see Marvel doing something dumb like that, though. That's the thing. It's like, oh. I'm just curious as to what the direction that this next phase is going because I don't see how they're going to, like, so they're doing a horror movie with Doctor Strange. I'm like, how horror? Because I saw clips from Mandalorian, and Mandalorian was supposed to look like a adult show, and it's a kid show. No offense. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I but love Star them. Wars has always been for kids. Yeah, it's, I mean. No matter what people say. That's, it is. It is I, and I actually watched a documentary about Star Wars recently. Where Ooh, which they, one? Uh, it was. Uh, I've seen a few of them, so. What was it called? I can't remember have what it was. one. It was a, it was one that I watched on Disney Plus. I got Star Wars. Was it that one? Mm-hmm. Oh no! no. It if it was on Disney one. Plus, it was probably like an actual, uh, thing. Yeah, it okay. was about the making of like the original trilogy, and they like touch on like the prequels, but oh, okay. not much. But it was like, it was uh. It was really interesting, and th- and they straight up said that their audience was like kids yeah. for the whole thing, and it's like, and then now we're all adults, and we're now we're complaining that it's like yeah. kids. But it's, it's like okay, it's, the, the, it's, the whole I mean, content was made for kids. It's not like a Marvel thing or a DC thing where like there are dark versions of that that were based in their origins. It's not like that. It's like right. Star Wars was. Kids, anything dark related in there was not created by the creator, so it doesn't right. matter. But it's like it was, someone, Star Wars only exists because he couldn't get the rights to a Flash Gordon movie. Yeah, yeah. And Flash Gordon's Flash is just another kid's. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if if someone had just given him the rights to Flash Gordon, Star Wars wouldn't even exist. Oh my God! Could you imagine him do a Flash Gordon movie? No. Like, did you see Howard the Duck? <laughs> it would be Howard the Duck on steroids. That that's one thing about the Marvel universe that I wish that they would bring back. They gave us a, a Howard the Duck Easter egg and did nothing with it. They've given us multiples of him. It's like because like, he was at the end of the the one first movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, first Guardians. He was in like a bar scene or something in the second Guardians movie. He was in the giant fight scene in the end game. It's like, come on. Like you hopefully they incorporate him. They could actually it would be really cool to like see them incorporate him into the Guardians. Yeah. It would be really cool to do that. Like I wanna I want a good Howard the Duck movie. Or he can be like he was, you know, like even in the cartoons they had Howard the Duck and Rocket Raccoon like knew each other and like yeah. Howard like would get them weapons and shit like that. So it'd be that anything, just bring him into James the James Gunn, if more. you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want if, movie. After the next Guardians movie, I don't think Gunn is gonna be on anything else. I think no. Disney's just like, we're gonna bring you back to get people to shut the fuck up and watch this movie, and then <laughs> you're just gone. <laughs> Well, then he's probably going to be doing all the DC stuff because now he's got the um, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad thing yeah. going on. So he's just gonna. Dude, he's just gonna... I hope they 
they elaborate into the universe of Brightburn. Because that uh, he could make his own cinematic universe with his brother in that world. And that would be really cool. James Gunn would be a good architect of a universe because I feel like he has enough respect oh, yeah. for material and, and like he's know been how. through different like like companies from like Troma Entertainment all the way to fucking Disney and Marvel Studios and now Warner Brothers DC. You know, it's like he's been through enough of the big guys to understand how all this architecture works to make it possible for himself. To, to just create something from scratch. Kind of like how um, uh, M. Night Shyamalan did with the glass unbreakable and split. Yeah. Like he made his own short mini thing there. And then and it the took end... him like 20 years to do, but he did it. <laughs> well, that's because his unbreakable was way ahead of its time. Yeah. That was so ahead of its time. Um, by probably like, what, almost 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It was before the whole superhero thing became cool again. You yeah. know, it was just he made this superhero movie and people were like, What? <laughs> but yeah. I love Unbreakable. I remember watching that as a kid thinking it was sweet and then I watched it again. I'm like, This is I'll, still good. You wanna know some truth here? I watched Split and just loved it. And then the end credit scene they did with Bruce Willis, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Cause I had never watched Unbreakable. Really? And then I wa- went back and watched Unbreakable based on that. And then I was glad because then they announced Glass. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was so happy. I'm, I'm surprised you grew up and didn't watch uh, Unbreakable. That's surprising to me. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> my wife had even seen it. And she's like, you never saw this? I was like, no. I was Especially like, because of how big of a superhero fan you are. Yeah. And like M. Night Shyamalan at that time was like a, a big like. See, though, I didn't like uh, probably the biggest thing of his that I watched when I was younger was Sixth Sense. And I was like mm-hmm. in love with that. And I guess it just like fell off. I, you know, I didn't have fucking Internet back then to like look up stuff and find out where movies were. I, I watched whatever, you know, I, I thought was cool in the theater if we went to the theater. Right. Or, you know, oh, sweet. I found the VHS for 25 cents at Allied Records. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Allied Records if they're still in business, but I highly doubt they it. They are. They're still, they are? They're still kicking. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. It's an ad. That's it's $100 right there. If I keep talking about a, it. For... A, a small company in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor. Um. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm excited for the Black Widow movie. I am <laughs> we keep getting so fucking far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we we took that like Guillermo del Toro detour. We're, now we're on like I don't know what M Night Shyamalan. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> movies, movies. Um, I I wow. <laughs> so with that said, I think that's all that needs to be said. That's all that <laughs> needs to be said. <laughs> Do you got anything else, man? Before we get going out of here. I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm tapped out. All right. Well, with that said, guys, then thank you for tuning in to another. I'm learning, I'm teaching my kid how to pronounce bigger words. So we go a n a f e r. 
<laughs> another episode of Operation Babble. Um, Austin, as always, thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, thank I you for having me. It. Thank everyone for listening. Yeah. Um, we made it all the end of this. Hopefully, <laughs> after the holidays, we we can uh, uh, do some more stuff. Hopefully, you you can uh, get uh, get one of your projects out, dude. Yeah, I know. I need to. The, the holiday season for me is like ridiculous because I work retail. Yeah. So like the. No, I remember I, retail. Oh my god! All the fucking from, music from November <laughs> to like January is like ridiculous. Hopefully, after the holidays, I can like set some time aside and actually like produce something that I can actually like promote. <laughs> yeah. Just. Dude, turn on your iPhone in the grocery store. Everybody does it, and then we record dumb videos in the store. Is it a grocery store? Yeah, retail it's a grocery store. Re- retail grocery is all the same thing. It's uh, all they the all play thing. the Christmas music from, like, oh, you know. November 1st? Yeah, until, gosh, January 50th. <laughs> There's not 50 days. I I've, know that. I've, I feel like it's about that right now. I, I hear Christmas music, and I it brings me no joy. <laughs> All right, guys. So with that said, my quote of the day is from The Sixth Sense because we we talked about it for like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) From Cole Sear. Hey, Austin. I see dead people. All the time. (laughs) I see dead people. All right, Austin. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you again for having me. All right, man. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you again for tuning in to Operation Babble. You just finished another great episode of Operation Babble. You can catch every episode of Operation Babble on all your audio streaming services, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Operation Babble. And join the conversation today by searching for the Operation Babble group on Facebook. Links also in the description. Don't forget to find Mike on all social platforms, including YouTube, by searching Mike Shrews, M-Y-K-E-S-H-R-E-W-S. Thanks, and have a great day.